feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, sadly, some more stories of anti-Semitism across this country. Tonight in New York, a New York shopping center in New Rochelle in Westchester County, just outside of New York City. Well, they were blasted a number of the businesses there with signs, with graffiti that was put saying genocide supporter, uh, spray-painted all over their businesses. The governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, saying this is traumatic. This needs to be held to account. They're looking now, apparently, for a number of vandals who attacked the Golden Horseshoe Shopping Center. It's across the street from a Jewish community center. And these are the kind of things that seem to keep happening over and over again in the United States, as well as these protests. Additionally, there is now more heat on other colleges. There are students from Cornell that are coming out and saying, well, maybe Cornell should be next. Apparently, a whole bunch of wealthy alumni activists are also calling for Cornell to have its president replaced, saying, you know what, there was a resignation in Harvard and University of Pennsylvania, and they're saying that Cornell should be next on the list because there were so many cases there, remember, of anti-Semitism, a whole bunch of protests and a whole bunch of other things where they were hiding, remember, in the student center. So they've had a lot of issues of late. So understandably, People are saying, where is the change? Where is the accountability? Also, NYU, New York University, an adjunct professor. This is stunning. A 48-year-old guy who was invited there to talk about war in Israel at the new school there at NYU. You know, well-known school, prestigious school. And he went on this disgusting, hate-filled lying rant saying that, you know, those stories about Hamas beheading kids and shooting kids. Well, that's not true. And this is a professor at NYU. You have to listen to what this guy said because it was all caught on tape. Take a listen. You can go down and become emotional as far as she, she can go down outside. We're seeing it. It's because we live in a Zionist city. No, let's be real about this. They're entitled to think that they can come up, these people can come up and say, because of the Kufiya, you should go back to your country? We're trying. We're trying. It's bullshit. Right? Um, so then, or for students, for all the students, you to be penalized, or for me as a professor to be penalized, right? I have a petition uh, going around. Uh, Right, because I'm anti-Semitic. I won the honors of anti-Semitic multiple times, by the way. And one of the best biographies I have is on Pierre. It's endless. The citations are better than I can ever imagine. Um, and everything they cite to is true. I said, you know, I think that the thing around violence, and then the other thing is around violence. Look, 
There's 22 factions in the Palestinian liberation struggle, from leftists to Islamic uh, groups, Islamic jihad, you know, the Islamic resistance movement, Fatah, PLP, the Democratic Front, endless, endless, endless groups. These groups are fighting for the liberation of their people and the land. That's the right. You do it. If you don't like Hamas, right, free the land and the people. But if you don't like Hamas, also, read their charter from 2017. Don't take what the media says. It's really important. And I, don't, and I think that in the midst of thinking about these factions, why, why is this important? Because these kind of questions try to put you on the defensive. They try to say, okay, well, are you support? Oh my God, you're supporting rapists and people that behead babies, both of which, you know, whatever, we know it's not true. But the president keeps repeating them, right? So it's a thing. So that's what you're doing. And you, you need to be able to kind of... That's amazing when you hear that and the video cuts out at that point. But you just heard what he said. Uh, You know, these lies about Hamas, they're not true. They're really nice people. And when you hear that, he says, well, no, 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 they didn't shoot people. They didn't kill people. That's all lies. You know that that's fed by the president of the United States. And then he's laughing that he's called anti-Semitic, that he gets these sort of anti-Semitic citations all the time. This is who is teaching America's young people. What about values? What about teaching people right from wrong? And that goes right in line with the news tonight. As we were talking about Alabama executing this man with nitrogen gas for the very first time, that method has been used. Uh, Let's go to Larry, line three. Larry, your thoughts. Hi there, Rita. Um, okay, after I had to sit painfully through uh, Norm's uh, virtue signaling, um, I- I'll tell you, I'm a very big proponent of, of the death penalty. However, I do not believe that it was ju- is justifiably um, um, used when a man commits a crime 35 years ago. He has a long time to reinvent himself, or she. And we saw that at Carla Faye Tucker when George Bush refused to commute her set. She was, she was totally changed. It just, we have this archaic principle that just because a person, a defendant, creates the delay, they're not entitled to consideration of the time to pass because they created the delay through their appeals. That is manifestly ridiculous. If, you, if, if a person has changed, there's no vengeance involved. Even the families wouldn't want that person executed unless there's something wrong with them. If the person is completely changed, we have to have committees. After a certain amount of time, a committee has to be established to, 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 re, to reenact it like, like a, parole, a parole board. To either reenact it or to lift it and commute it to life in prison. Because it's, it's, it's just like a minor. Like Krista Pike, she was a minor when she was sentenced to death. And then it was, it was, the death penalty was lifted, and now she's sitting in jail the rest of her life. She has a chance, to, possibly a chance to get out. I don't know if it was officially commuted, but it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, used because she was a minor. Now, but hang on, Larry. But, but, Larry, let me ask you, and I do believe there are people who are rehabilitated. That is correct. Um, I talked about the case, in my case, with Stanley Tukey Williams, who I, w- I witnessed his execution. I was picked as a media witness 
Um, I didn't uh, submit myself. NBC did. And I got and they drew my name and I was picked. Um, And I thought if I'm covering these cases as I am now tonight, um, you know, and talking about them and, and I was asked to do it, I thought, okay, as a journalist, I will go. So I there I was in the front row. And I talked about it afterwards to the world what I saw. In this case, um, I will tell you, though, I mean, when you hear this woman was found dead in her home, you're right, it was many years ago, but she had eight stab wounds in the chest, one on each side of her neck. So it was a very brutal killing that this guy committed. So, you know, uh, there are cases, obviously, death penalty is very serious. It's irreversible. But I don't think Norm is virtue signaling. I think he feels that he's just against the death penalty. People have different opinions, and I respect everybody's view on this. But in your case, you're saying, but don't you think also people can fake that they have? It seems I don't think I've met almost a single uh, death row inmate or somebody who was there for a long time who doesn't suddenly find God right before the parole board hearing comes up. You know, you got to really make sure that you check their sincerity too, Larry. That's true, but it's hard. Well, I would say it's hard to believe that after 35 years on death row, somebody hasn't changed. And maybe they haven't. By the way, Larry, I've been to San Quentin, all right? Uh, And I can tell you some of the people that I saw on death row, they didn't look like they changed. Uh, They look like the kind of people that what took them so long uh, not to get rid of them on the face of this earth. But go ahead. Well, well, in that that case, those people uh, deserve execution. However, you have to understand, to sit on death row under a death sentence, is itself a very, very uh, uh, severe sense to sit knowing that you're going to die with it. So if a person has changed, we should give them the benefit of that doubt because they've already endured what is really the essence of a death sentence by waiting all those times, waiting to be executed, knowing they're going to be executed. Although some people, some people are, you know, I'll play devil's advocate with you because there are some people who are laughing to the bank, you know, I mean, they're sitting there on death row going, okay, I can come up with another appeal. I can get another, uh, you know, attorney or I can do it myself. And there's some people who have no remorse, Larry. I, I mean, there are, there is pure evil out there too. Let me tell you something. If George Bush was so stoic that Carla Faye Tucker couldn't persuade him that no death row inmate is going to be able to fool anybody because everybody's biased against them. But we, I think we really have to have a secondary committee because I don't see it being justice, a 1988 murder, and we're not looking who the person is that's alive. That's, that's dehumanizing uh, a human being, which is not what the purpose of the death penalty. No, no, and I hear you, and I hear, and I hear. I'll give you something else, Larry. In the case of you know of Stanley Tukey Williams, he was he was nominated for the Nobel Prize because he was convincing a lot of young kids to get off gangs. I told you that he was part of the Crips, so that was a very you know ruthless gang in L.A. in the seventies and eighties, and so he was apparently helping kids to decide to not go the same life he did. So yeah, he was absolutely doing some redeeming things and that's how why and, his, and that's how, why this case uh well it happened i have to remember i think it happened in 2005 i believe the execution happened uh, right around that time so that's a long time um but there were a lot of other cases he was kind of in and out of the system you know uh, with a number of things but the one thing was for a robbery and it was a family that had been killed during a robbery. And he said that he didn't do it, that the other guys did. But he obviously, again, was head of the Crips. But here's the here's the thing that's interesting. And he seems sincere. I met him, Larry. I was face to face with him there in San Quentin. I interviewed him. 
And he seemed sincere that he wanted to get kids off gangs and do some positive things. After he had been executed, a number of the guards said to me, uh, Rita, we know that he was, you know, uh, doing orders from prison. We have evidence that he that there was a guard who was severely injured in another prison. And he's the one who was ordering the hit from his other. He was still running, uh, you know, hit teams and gangs from prison. Again, that's what they told me. Uh, but. And, they, and these were folks who I knew. I tend to believe them. So it's hard to believe it. Sometimes it's hard to know what what's, you know, this guy on the face looks like he was doing some incredible things. But if he was also ordering hits of guards or anybody else in prison, he's not such a good guy, Larry. I know, but I still think the duration of time, uh, uh, it, it, it swings the pendulum in favor of, of looking into the case and giving the person the benefit of the doubt, just the duration of time. I, thought, I mean, that's but Larry, and, but Larry think about the duration of time for the family members sitting there wanting justice for their loved ones. Think about in this case, you know, uh, I think the two sons of this woman have been waiting and waiting. They went there in 2022 thinking he was going to be executed. And of course, that was delayed because of the way the lethal injection is. But also think about the waiting for the victims, too. I'm, I, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not discounting it. I'm just saying there are, there are a lot of emotional layers to this. And also we have to also take the victims for sure into account. We certainly cannot uh, forget about them. Because I think of the victims' families. Uh, when I went to see that execution, I told you of Stanley Tukey Williams. And I think about the, their faces uh, right there. They were just a few feet away from me. And I know it was difficult for them to watch. Uh, but I think they also felt after decades that justice had been served on their end. So there's a lot of emotions, Larry. Let's go to uh, Frankie real quick. Frankie, uh, Larry brings up some some powerful points. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, I think uh, that's very inhumane what they did. And why you know? is that? Well, I have a better idea. Put them in a locker room and throw a couple of hand grenades in there. No, you're hardcore, Larry. You're hardcore. You are, so why do you think it was inhumane in the Alabama, you well, think? <laughs> well, I'm just saying, what about the electric chair? What happened to that? You know, when you walk down the aisle with the priests and everything like that, you know, so. Well, and you look at some of these other countries, believe me, uh, you you know what happens in some of these other countries. I mean, you don't want to have that kind of justice, but other uh, countries me, get, other countries don't get, allow you to, uh, to do, uh, you know, you know, as many appeals year after year after year. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And we are talking about these protests, but also these professors that are still spewing hate on college campuses. 
Also, Alabama executing a man for the first time with nitrogen gas. It is the first time that that has happened, and many are taking issue with it. And also, after the break, we'll also talk about President Trump back in court, and Fannie Willis, the Georgia DA, may be in court soon. So much going on as Texas is also having a standoff with the Biden administration. one 800 848 Let's go to Andrew real quick. Line two in Stanhope. Andrew, your thoughts. Yes, uh, the electric chair, bring it back. Someone mentioned that's the green alternative. Go green, the electric chair. They oh. want to do that to Trump probably. Yeah, by but, the way, uh, yeah, they, they want to do that quick. to him for anything. They want to do that to him for jaywalking. You know, Andrew, go ahead. And I I hate to say it. I have I was thinking I have good examples of anti-Semitism. But, of course, I don't mean that it's good. But I just want to say one quick with the death penalty. People don't look at, is it a deterrent? Like, if that will deter the criminal because they know they're going to get put to death, I would be deterred. So that's another thing we should factor. Is it a deterrent? Yeah, no, and that, I just want that's to say a great terrible point. With uh, Columbia, I was at Columbia University last night for C-SPAN, and we had to not sneak in, but we have to call our contact person, and they have to tell us if the coast is clear with protesters for us to come in, because apparently seeing the, the television equipment, then they would follow to, like, ambush, you know, our event. And, uh, you know, the coast was clear, but it was terrible. And the vibe, because that was the first time I was there since the Jewish students had to bunker themselves in. And I was there like maybe six months ago. And I took pictures of myself at the podium, you know, before the event, like pretending I was doing a lecture and making funny. And I was just thinking, oh, now I would never do that because it's like a sad, you know, it's like sad being there knowing what happened to the Jewish students. And lastly, I was trying to explain too. Around Christmas time, we had an event near where the tree lighting is in this little banquet place, and they wouldn't let us tape the Q&A, and I, I, they wouldn't explain it the right way. But the lady was afraid that there was going to be a protester that infiltrated this event. And by the way, uh, I know they were very worried about the tree lighting in particular, and a lot of them did show up around then. Cosby is on. news tonight here on the Rita Cosby show that execution in Alabama with nitrogen gas. I want to hear your thoughts on that. Continued protests, these horrible anti-Semitic protests. And in the middle of all of this, some new political polls coming out. Former President Donald Trump grabs a six point lead 
over President Joe Biden in a new survey that just came out. This is a Reuters Ipsos poll showing that Trump has 40 percent and Biden has 34 percent of the vote. And a lot of the latest polls are showing that. And I think that's no surprise considering people are seeing through all of these crazy overextended and just in many cases fabricated prosecutions against the former president. It is backfiring on the Democrats big time. And people are looking at it and saying this is so over the top. And case in point, especially is this Fannie Willis case, by the way. Uh, My goodness, this is the Georgia DA. And today there was a hearing about it. We will find out soon if she'll have to testify in her lover, alleged lover's divorce case. But there's a lot of reports that he was paid close to $700,000. They had a meeting at the White House. What were they doing at the White House? What were they doing traveling together? There's all these sort of flight receipts that show they were traveling together to cruises and other places. I mean, it looks really, really bad. And all of this, quite frankly, if you look at it, it only helps President Trump because people are seeing it for what it is and saying this is a pylon by the Democrats to try to knock him out. And what it does is it only helps him skyrocket in the polls. Here is Congressman Byron Donalds talking on the Megyn Kelly show earlier today. And the Lord did not cause you to stumble into $600,000 attack. Because you're sleeping with the dude who's the lead prosecutor. You thought you were going to get away. And so you try to get the church's money. That's what happened here. And you got caught. It's that simple. And look, should this case be thrown out? It should. Because it is clear you have prosecutorial misconduct. Now that he was billing Fulton County DA's office for 24 hours of discovery, having mm-hmm. meetings in Washington, D.C. with day. the White House counsel. I mean, that's ridiculous. You know that. Everybody knows that. But I got one other question. What does the White House counsel know? When did they know it? And what does Joe Biden know? And when did he know it? Because if they're meeting with the White House counsel's office, you can't tell me that they did not tell the president what was going on. She is in a long long line of politicians who were trying to essentially take advantage of Trump to build their name ID. And she was also trying to get money in the process. Don't go into a black church and say, oh, pray for me. You did wrong and you know you did wrong. You're in violation of any lawyer's ethics standards in any state in the country. Don't go to the church now asking for prayer and forgiveness. You knowingly did it and you got caught. She should be removed. She should be disbarred. Absolutely. And it also taints so many of these other prosecutions against President Trump as well. And here is Matt Schlapp, who is the head of the Conservative Political Action Committee, CPAC. You know, they do these big conservative events every year. And he says, when these cases keep piling on Trump, they really hurt Biden. There's a quarterbacking going on with all of these prosecutions of Trump. Joe Biden is now down. Five points in the latest poll I, sh- I looked at this morning. I think it was morning consult. His political situation is getting worse and worse and worse. Yet DOJ, in combination with all these different lawsuits, they know if they can knock Trump off the ballot or get him uh, to be prosecuted and convicted, that's your only shot to win. It is a rotten, disgusting, corrupt action for the Biden White House Counsel's Office to be acting as if they are Joe Biden's election lawyer. This is outrageous. Congress should be going crazy. They should be hauling them up. And there should be impeachment proceedings started on Merrick Garland. And there should be hearings in the morning on this White House Counsel's Office. You know, Jason, two consenting adults having a sexual affair is one thing. Having that same boyfriend 
colluding with the White House to take out your political opponent, disgusting and un-American. It is un-American, and I think people are finally seeing it for what it is. And it looks like that case is going to be delayed. Some of these other cases delayed. All of these things certainly help President Trump. But Hawaii now adding to the new states that want to try to kick him off the ballot. Uh, They are now saying, because of the 14th Amendment, the old insurrection, even though he's never been charged with insurrection or convicted of insurrection, they still feel that they can be the judges of President Trump. So I hope ultimately, of course, that the Supreme Court comes in and just throws this out and clears it up once and for all. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Mike in Long Island. Go ahead, Mike. Hi, Rita. Um, I had a few things I wanted to bring up. The first is the Palestinian issue. Uh, First of all, the Palestinians, these these professors and all the protesters, this is the new, they follow whatever the woke is, the, the woke agenda. It's not really anti-Semitism. It's anti-Western civilization that they're protesting against. It's part of the globalist plan to destroy Western civilization. Israel is a democracy, and it's part of that, and obviously the United States. And these professors, they, they, they follow the, the woke agenda the deep state, you know, exactly what everybody knows is going on in this country. And that goes into the illegal immigration. The World Economic Forum has said they are for open borders, which is happening in Europe and in the United States. And that's exactly what's happening. No, you know, I hear you, Mike. You're right. It is sort of part and parcel. And and these protesters, I agree that they're anti-Western civilization. They also seem to be kind of, I call them professional protesters because they kind of hop from one to another. Some of them, even if when they're interviewed about certain things, they don't even really know why they're protesting or if they're, hey, is Hamas, oh, Hamas isn't that bad. Uh, They didn't do this. They're kind of listening to the rhetoric of these crazy professors like the one that we were just playing the audio from, which is why it's so chilling because if that's the only education they get and nobody's straightening them out and saying, "Uh, no, it uh, did happen, well, you know, it, it to me, it's downright frightening. It is downright frightening. And you're right. Uh, we have a lot to fix, and it goes well beyond even anti-Semitism. But that's why it's so important to clamp down when we can, uh, because it's part and parcel of everything that is going on right now um, in this country. And, and we can't have these people going out there shouting anti-American, anti-Israeli things uh, in in our country or in any country, it's just it's despicable, these comments about genocide and, and allowing that. And which is why these schools festering it and allowing these people who are like tearing down the posters and all these other things. It is despicable. It's not free speech. It is so far beyond anything that it's free speech. It's dangerous and it needs to be clamped down on. And I hear where you're going because it, it is such a dangerous path. Let's go to Rose um, in Lindbrook because you want to talk about the migrants. Mike was talking about that. Go ahead, Rose. Yes, thank you for taking my call. I am so tuned up about this um, border crisis. Nobody's really addressing the the, uh, the basic issue here. First of all, let me say from the top, I'm a Trumpster. I wish he wins every primary, gets the nomination, but at the bottom at the bottom line, he is already 10 million votes down because at some point in time. They, they, this uh, president we have is just going to wave his magic wand and make these people all citizens, all citizens. 
Yeah, and, and that's, and that's by the way, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for him to say, well, you know what, maybe we really can seal the border, but we got to do something about everybody who's here now. Um, that's exactly right. I You're can right. see it. And, and that's why the Republicans right. have to hold the line. Because they that's can't, exactly they can't right. bargain on it. They got it right now. They're looking at the polls, and that's the only reason that this president even is even acting like he wants to, you know, somewhat try to uh, protect the border. And he's not even doing that. But he's no, just—it's he, he all politics, right? He never intended to protect the border. This is all by design. Let him in. We're going to wave the magic wand. And I want to know what the Republicans are doing. To, Republicans are doing to do a preemptive strike against this. This is election manipulation. Okay, at the last minute, we're going to be standing there with our thumbs someplace where the sun doesn't shine, and we're behind the eight ball again. I, I mean, agree. Is this something that is this something that we could um, take before the Supreme Court? I mean, you have access to Mark Levin, who I love, Alan Dershowitz, who I we need constitutional experts on this. Can he do this and get away with it? He he I technically can't. He technically can't. I mean, he it technically would have to be some sort of a deal that would happen with Congress. And I can't imagine this Congress accepting that in any shape no. or form because they know what the, they know exactly what you are saying, that that is the end yeah. of the line. And that's why they can't, which is, by the way, another reason why, if you look at what's going on in Congress, Rose, right now, uh, you know, of course, Republicans have the House. They don't have the Senate in terms. It's a it's a narrow margin in both. But that's why it's important to have other voices than who's in the White House right now, because if we didn't have a Republican House right now versus a Democratic uh, president, it would be a disaster. Everything would get passed through everything, which is why even having a, a narrow majority where you can contest and keep a president that I think is so out of control as this one, um, it's it's absolutely critical. But that is a superb point. Rose, thank you very much. Let's go to Phil, line one. Phil, you want to talk about this uh, execution tonight in Alabama? Yes, I do. Hi, Rita. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. You have some insight. I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I'm a trained forensic pathologist. Oh, fantastic. Okay, great. Fantastic. So what are your thoughts about this? I think the nitrogen method is cruel and barbaric. And now why? Explain why from your expertise, because you have a unique perspective. The patient is aware that he's being suffocated and can't do anything about it. There's no... uh, It's like you might as well use a garrote. A noose is even better. And uh, the guy is suffocated. That simple. Is there a danger, by the way, Phil? You know, there was this guy who was the priest, who was a spiritual advisor, who was in the room, and he said he was worried about something uh, happening. Is there any concern to someone uh, nearby him? No. It's, you have to have the equivalent of a mask on. It's like laughing gas. Right. That's what I thought. Not laughing gas. So, come on. I'm, it's, that's disingenuous. Yeah, no, that's good to know, because the guy was said he was worried. That's what uh, the spiritual advisor said. Since the French Revolution, the guillotine was more humane than this method. Now, how do you feel about the death penalty in general, Phil? I'm just curious, your personal. That's uh, relevant. If you're going to do it, do it right. And the way you do it, I can think of ten, any doctor can think of ten ways to make it painless and effective. 
And the problem is retaliation or retribution. And this looks like in, in the criminal uh, law theory. And uh, this is obviously retaliation. So why did they do it this way, Phil? I don't know the answer, and maybe you do to this. Why did they switch over from lethal injection? And this is the first one. This is the first sort of new method introduced since well, initially, uh, 82, 1982. Yeah, initially they used drugs that the uh, pharmaceutical companies would not allow, or the FDA would not allow them to use barbiturates because they were not approved for that indication, killing some. So no one would do it. And the drug companies wouldn't sell many prisons uh, uh, the barbiturates, second all, I believe, or something like that. And uh, so then they switched to a very weak, Valium-like uh, drug called Versid, which really is not going to knock you out uh, when you're dying. That's for neurotic patients who have to calm down or people with epilepsy. And uh, there are a million ways. I don't want to get morbid. I'd rather be shot by a firing squad than to go through this. This, by the way, Phil, thank you because this is really interesting to hear your perspective with your oh. background in particular. Because well, I'm also a doc. I don't like to be suffer. If the, I'm not going to say about the death penalty. If the guy's got to go. You don't make it painful. No, and 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 by the way, I absolutely agree with you on that and I I think most people would. I I don't think uh by any means the intention should be to make somebody uh excruciating. On the other hand, I also do think about the victims and what they had to go through and their families. There's some people who believe there should never be a, a death penalty. That's a different discussion obviously for another day, but your points are really powerful, and your background is really powerful and certainly gives a different perspective because you know what you're talking about. Phil, thank you very, very much. you got to call back again soon. That was a really important discussion to hear, especially on this night. And everybody, let's go to our Support Our Heroes segment. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a really beautiful story from Olympia, Washington, where you don't make it to 101 years old without being a fighter and a survivor. Veteran Harvey Drehos survived World War II and man-made natural disasters, and he was honored at the state capitol for his lifetime of service with a resolution thanking him for what he did for the state and for the nation. Drehos, who said he appreciated the honor, received a standing ovation from members there. He said, if I receive some recognition, it's not only for me, but for all of the buddies that I serve with. He was raised in the Depression, in the Great Depression, and wounded in Okinawa in World War II. He also survived the Great Alaskan Earthquake in 1964. After serving the public, as a police officer and chiropractor, Drehos also spent his retirement volunteering for public service organizations like Kiwanis and also Rotary. He said, quote, when I got blown up on Okinawa, I was in serious trouble. I got the last rights. I made that foxhole promise that if I made it out, I'll help people. And that's what I've been doing most of 
my life. What a powerful story and how beautiful to be able to honor a member of the greatest generation. And everybody, all it takes is $11 a month. Donate just $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They do so much to help our military and first responder heroes. All you have to do is go to T2T.org, T2T.org. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. And tomorrow we will keep you posted on that showdown between Texas and the Biden administration over the razor wire that is there in Eagle Pass. The Biden administration telling Texas it has until tomorrow to remove it or else. And their threats that they will federalize and take over the Texas National Guard. Again, 25 GOP governors tonight standing strong with Texas. Also, RFK Jr. running for president, of course. He is also standing strong with Texas, saying that they have a right to protect their own borders and a right to keep that razor wire up. And in fact, Abbott, uh, I love this guy. He's like doubling the razor wire, saying, you know what? We're not moving it. We are trying to protect our border. We're trying to protect the homeland. So that will definitely be a showdown tomorrow, and we'll keep you posted tomorrow night where that ends up. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Talking about that, and of course, Alabama executing a man with nitrogen gas. We just heard from a forensic pathologist saying it's not humane. That was interesting uh, to hear that perspective. Let's go to Pete on line three. Pete, your thoughts about all this? Hi, Rita. Thanks for having me on. Uh, Big fan of your show, by the way. Thank you. Um, My comments about uh, the death penalty. Now, I'm in agreement with Phil and Andrew. Um, I think that we're spending way too much money on these exorbitant drugs and fancy gases to put these people to their death. Now, because we have to execute these people in a quote-unquote humane manner. Well, does anyone ever ask how humane these people were when they committed their crimes? Yeah, you know what, Pete? I hear what you're saying, and and I'm glad you bring that up because that's what I keep bringing up in this case. This poor woman uh, was killed stabbed eight times in the chest and one on each side of her neck and her family has wanted justice where is the justice for them we have to do better by the system and we also have to send a message that you shouldn't commit these heinous crimes